Welcome to the next episode of On the Brink. This is episode four, and it's a special edition episode that I have with my friend Megan. And this actually was going to be released next week, and it was going to be an episode about college, reminiscing on just our experience at Illinois Wesleyan, and how to maintain friendships, things like that. And we are still going to have that episode probably next week, but something kind of crazy happened. On April 8th, we all got an email from Illinois Wesleyan as alums of the School of Music, and they detailed a plan to essentially get rid of the School of Music. They called it a reimagining, but as you read further into the document, you come to realize that it's not really a reimagining, but more of a closure of the entire school. And they have proposed to eliminate the School of Music, which means essentially getting rid of all majors and all minors, which is a completely different thing than a reimagination of the School of Music. So we are going to spend today's episode discussing the implications of this decision and our take on it as alums of the School of Music, recent alums actually, we're both from the class of 2017. And we will give details about what this decision means and how to take action. And this is just our opinion. We are not, we're, we're literally just alums. We're not administrators of the school. We have no other affiliation other than alums, but we feel the need to bring up this this topic because I think it's really important. And whether you are affiliated with Illinois Wesleyan or not, I ask that you give this episode a chance and you listen to it because even if you're not affiliated with IWU, maybe you have an experience in the arts where something was cut and you were able to revive your program, or maybe you have an idea just because you have an idea after listening to this episode. So we feel that it's necessary to bring this topic up and to share it with the world. And hopefully we can shed some light on this pressing problem and come up with some sort of a solution maybe. So I have Megan here with me. Hey, Megan. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. So Megan and I were both music majors at Wesleyan, as I said. I was a vocal performance major, and Megan was a music ed major. But we both went on to get our master's in vocal performance. I went to UMass, and I'll let Megan share a little bit of her her story in a minute. Um, I had a really, really positive experience in the School of Music at Illinois Wesleyan, and I also had a very positive experience going to UMass, but the two programs are very different. IWU has a school of music, UMass has a department of music, and I cannot thank Illinois Wesleyan enough for the education that I received and all the professors I had there. And that is honestly why I was able to go on and get my master's. Megan, um, what was your experience like? Well, I got my Bachelor of Music Education degree at Illinois Wesleyan University. 
And that was, I mean, it was everything. It was stressful. It was the best thing ever. It was the worst thing ever at times, right? I mean, it just, it was wonderful. But overall, I had a very positive experience in my major, which um, really, though it is a Bachelor of Music Education, it is kind of a double major, if you will. You know, the music education majors got um, the same amount of lesson time and opportunities to be in the choirs and the operas and things like that as the performance majors too. So um, I just felt really well-rounded coming out of Illinois Wesleyan and I had uh, professors who supported me in kind of both sides of that degree, which was really wonderful for me in my development. And as Emily said, we um, both went on to get our masters. So I'm at the University of North Texas now. I just got my masters um, in December which was really great. Um, but yeah, UNT is um, up there with Indiana for, you know, the largest school of music in the country. So I went from this very teeny tiny liberal arts university um, with a school of music that has huge tradition and legacy to like literally the biggest school in the country. <laughs> and I'm sure next time I'll talk more about um, how that experience has been. But overall, Illinois Wesleyan really prepared me for moving on from there. Yeah, I agree. I was so prepared from my undergrad that my master's kind of felt like a breeze and not because the program wasn't that great. I mean, I think that I was so challenged in my liberal arts education at IWU that when I went on to my master's, it felt like I was able to really hone in on my skills and I had so many skills already built up from my undergrad. And I think a lot of us would have that same experience. And in the recent week or so, since this information has come out from the president of Illinois Wesleyan, the alums have banded together on a Facebook page. And it's been amazing to see the outpouring of support from everyone. There's, I think, over a thousand members now we reached a thousand in 24 hours i mean within 24 hours so these are alums in all majors they are members of the school of music who um were not music majors but chose wesleyan because of the school of music so that they could continue studying and practicing music as well um but yeah it's just a huge community that came together very quickly yeah, it's amazing. And it's a testament to the School of Music, because if their mm -hmm. alums didn't care, they would not have banded together like we have. So it's honestly, if, if nothing else comes of this, um, other than the coming together of alums, which I hope that more comes of it than just that. But it's amazing, amazing to see everyone's experiences being shared and music is being shared. And like just connecting with alums from, I mean, I saw a post from a woman who graduated, I think in 1965. And mm -hmm. that's amazing. It's amazing that those people are active on Facebook and can join us. And it's amazing that we have alums from every year and every graduating class and not only alums, but people who just participated in an ensemble, people who just took choir for fun or we're Jennings scholars. I mean, we have across the board, I'm not trying to leave anyone out, trying to encompass everyone. 
but there's just such a wide variety and the coming together of everyone is really inspiring to me. So I think we should talk now a little bit about why we think Illinois Wesleyan needs the School of Music and what this decision means in a in a large sense, on a broad sense, um, and a smaller scale as well, just all around. Sure. Um, so Wesleyan is a liberal arts university, and the School of Music is very um, active, obviously, in the arts and music and everything, too, as well as the um, the art people, like the visual people and graphic design people. And then we also have a school of theater arts. Um, and that's kind of what makes up this balance of arts and sciences, um, which is kind of like our school motto, um, right? So we have also a large science area on, of campus, but the arts kind of take up one whole half of the quad, <laughs> pretty much. So. Um, to just completely get rid of that, I mean, it would be like imbalancing the entire campus. It's a liberal arts university. And I saw, like I said, on that Facebook page, so many um, testimonies of people who were not music majors, but who specifically chose Illinois Wesleyan above other liberal arts universities, quote unquote, um, because of the school of music and not just a department because they knew that they would have a chance to participate in really high quality ensembles work with really high quality teachers one-on-one -on -one, and like be able to be part of something bigger than themselves which is so important as a college student trying to find your way i think to know that you're part of a legacy or part of traditions that are have been happening in the school since you know the very beginning. Um, Co-choir comes to mind, Titan Band comes to mind, all of those huge um, traditions that we have there. So to get rid of that would just completely, first of all, imbalance the campus. We would lose a lot of those other majors, I think, who specifically chose Wesleyan for the fact that they could do both music and their major. Pursuing their passion, right? Illinois Wesleyan is all about um, pursuing your passion. That's what Minor Myers, one of our presidents, our most famous probably president, um, that was his saying. And right now, students are able to do that. But if they cut the School of Music, I think a lot of students won't be able to pursue at least one or part of their passion that way. Right, right. As a liberal arts university, you need all aspects. You need the sciences, you need the arts, you need everything. And to cut the arts is, I mean, it's unthinkable to me. Plus, the School of Music, we celebrated 150 years when we were there. Our I sophomore year. It was our sophomore year. Um, that's incredible. I mean, I think it's one of the oldest schools of music in the country. And personally, I mean, I had the option to go to several different liberal arts colleges when I was making my decision. I narrowed it down to two. and. I chose Illinois Wesleyan specifically because it was a school of music, not a department of music, not so I could minor in music, but a school of music with a very, very strong reputation and a very strong program. And yes, it maybe has been going a little bit downhill in recent years, but I think that it's not because of the students. It's not because of the caliber of talent. 
it's because of a lot of other factors. And I'm not necessarily an expert on this topic, but I think recruitment has been down. I don't think they're trying very hard to recruit people. Well, and here's the thing with that. Um, right now, and even while we were there, we saw a lot of positions. We had, we had professors retire and somebody who would come in to replace that professor, but they would reduce the position from full-time faculty tenure line professor to either adjunct or honestly just like part-time, like not even associate professor. And so, I mean, if that were me and it's a part-time job, like, Dealing with, you know, all of your students, organizing your classes that you're teaching as a part-time professor, it's hard to then also spend hours that potentially you're not even getting paid for to go out and recruit. But that is the most important thing or one of the most important parts of that job. We're having faculty turnover almost every year. There was somebody who posted that they had three separate professors of trumpet, you know, in their four years three different professors like wow so of course those people aren't going to be recruiting because they're not even going to be there so what i think part of the problem here is that um the way that all of the staff has been organized or maybe i mean again we're just alums we have no (laughs) you know i have no actual like hard facts here but this is just kind of my guess that if we could reconfigure the budget somehow to keep those professors around especially the ones who go so out of their way already, um, then they would be also then more motivated to recruit more heavily with, with actual like grounding of like, this is why you should come here because they know they're going to be there. Right. It's hard to promise someone a lot of things and then uh, suddenly their teacher is gone. And for music Mm -hmm. majors, um, if you're listening and you don't really understand the music field, that's totally, <laughs> totally fine. Um, but we talk about the teachers being so important because you take private lessons with one teacher in particular for your instrument. And so if you're a vocalist, you have a voice teacher and you have a voice studio and you don't want to have three or four different voice teachers. You want one. And I was fortunate enough and Megan was fortunate enough to have one teacher through both of our experiences, we had two different teachers, um, but we were able to have that one teacher. And so that stability is really, really important. And if you are not sure that your teacher is going to stick around, I mean, at least for me, that would have a huge impact on my decision on whether to attend a school. Right. Well, and here's the other thing about Wesleyan that's so cool. When it comes to who are you going to study with for four years, hopefully. I you said you became, you came down to between two liberal arts universities. I was between Illinois Wesleyan and U of I. So like completely different kinds of college colleges, completely different um, programs. Um, And I was attracted to different things about them. The ultimate reason that I chose Illinois Wesleyan was because of the high quality of choral activities, collegiate choir, but then also the fact that as a music education major, I would still be studying with a professor, you know, like an actual faculty professor, whereas at U of I, and this is that way at a lot of state schools, it's that way at UNT as well in North Texas. Um, If you're a music education major, you're more likely to study with um, a doctoral student or a master's student 
which can be great. But that was one of the things that was attractive um, for me about Wesleyan was that I knew that I was going to really get someone who um, knew what they were talking about, who has been doing this for a while, um, and that I would be taken care of like in the department that way. Yeah, and you ended up pursuing vocal performance. So your education mm -hmm. as a music education student and having that same high level of instruction that you received, I mean, you essentially received the same amount of lesson time that I did as a vocal performance mm -hmm. major. And that is not the case everywhere. We were given, right. we were given an accompanist at Wesleyan mm -hmm. for free. Granted, it was probably in the tuition somewhere, but somewhere, yeah. <laughs> but we got the time with an accompanist, and you got the time too, right? As a music ed person, mm -hmm. so yes, that's absolutely that's an incredible opportunity, and I think a lot of things in the school of music were great um, because it was a school of music and not a department. I think having the experience at UMass for me really shed light on a lot of things. Like I did not have, actually I did have an accompanist at UMass, but I ended up having to pay like for the recital and I had to um, schedule out differently. And it wasn't the same amount of time that I had at Westland. And I was very lucky at both my undergrad and my master's, but I think the education that I received in the school of music as an undergraduate student was fantastic because it was a school of music. Right, and that was, uh, the purpose of the school was to like, to help us go out there and have a career in music because it is possible, you know? And it, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, the music that they listen to, whether it's, you know, on the radio or in a church or at a concert, a community concert or, um, a rock concert or something like that, you know, there's a lot of time and effort and training that goes into those things, even as like an amateur choir. Like my dad was in an amateur choir, you know, a community chorus kind of thing. And he had rehearsals for a couple hours every week. And then especially tech week, you know, and he's coming out of like a long day of work going into these rehearsals. But if we're going to really make a career out of it, that's like our work day. Like we spend just as much time practicing, rehearsing, staging, teaching, you know, all of those things throughout our work day. Um, and I think that a lot of uh, people who don't major in music or don't consider music as a career don't really realize that that is how much time we do put into this. It's not just a hobby for us. It's our right. livelihood. Yeah. And the and School of Music, I remember a class talking about all the different ways that you could incorporate music or have a career in music that wasn't the typical just I'm going to be an opera singer or I'm going to be the first chair in the symphony you know there's music business you know Jim Kidder Kidder Music Central Illinois favorite local music store is an alum and is in our group that has just been created here and he was an, a Wesleyan alum you know and there's so many different options for people to take different routes and it's not always the one you think it's going to be like in my case um but it, the school of music can prepare you for all of it because it is a school right right and people can make money doing music mm -hmm. um yep. i think illinois wesleyan is the perfect example if you look at all the alums of 
the wide variety of ways you can do that, like Megan was saying. I mean, I'm doing arts administration. I have a church job singing. I'm hoping to get into oratorio one day. You know, there's so many paths you can take. And I love reading everyone's experiences on this Facebook page. That's been so fun. Because it's all across the board. I mean, it's it's such a wide variety. It's things you never thought. But we're all making money, making a living, hopefully happy doing what we do. Um, and music is so, so important. And I think that's part of the bigger problem here too with this um, decision that was made is that it's not just a reflection on Illinois Wesleyan's priorities, which is, that is the truth, but it's also a reflection on the priorities of, of other people in the world. Like I think the committee that put this decision together, which was made up of faculty members who are not musicians or music faculty, they are faculty members in accounting and the sciences, but there was not one single music faculty on this committee. And I think that shows that people like them and that this is generalizing, but they do not they don't value, value the arts. Mm-hmm. No. And this is a, this is a larger conversation for the world um, about how the arts are not being valued these days, which I think is kind of funny because when this whole coronavirus thing came out, the first thing that people turned to was the arts and music. Netflix. I mean, you think about all of the actors, that is an art. To act is an art, you know, or musicals. Obviously, those people are incredible and they can act and dance and sing. All of the opera companies around the world, I don't know about all of them, but, you know, like the Metropolitan Opera, the big German houses and Italian houses and even French, um, like all of these big houses across the world are providing streaming services for free because it is important and people do turn to that. And now is the time, if you're not a musician, if you're not an opera singer, I encourage you to check out some of the live streams that are available just to see what we're talking about here. This long tradition of, I mean, opera is really old, right? It started hundreds of years ago. Um, And it started because it was valued. You know, this was a way for them to tell stories and that's evolved now and that's great, but this is still a valid art form. And in Europe, especially, I mean, it was government funded. It was so important to the courts and everything like that, that to this day, many of them still are government funded. They're government employees. People like you and me, Emily, can go over to Germany and get a contract for a few years singing at one house and we're technically government employees because we're singing opera, you know, like how cool is that? And it's just, it's different here. Um, United States is behind. It's very behind. behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And if liberal arts schools like Wesleyan, who you would expect to uphold this tradition of the arts, if they're the ones cutting, they're setting this precedent in the world, in the United States, especially that the arts do not matter and that we need to be prioritizing budgets. And, and, and that I understand. I totally get that money is important and that the finances are going to ultimately have the, the final say. But what mm-hmm. can we do? What can we do to not completely delete, but maybe 
actually reimagine a school of music. I mean, what, what can be done? And I think this document that came out, it seems a little bit hasty. It seems a little bit um, put together in a way that was not thought through. And I don't think that they thought about the just sheer number of alums who would come through and support. I don't think they were thinking about that. From my understanding, this isn't a done deal yet, which is very encouraging. And, um, you know, we've had other fellow alums that we actually went to school with, you know, one of them was just a year below us, a year behind us, talked to the president and, you know, was reassured that this is a priority to, to try to keep the school of music. And luckily I think that this wake up call, um, has come at a good time for us to quote unquote, reimagine the school of music and make changes that are really going to be sustainable and help our recruitment. So what I'm really thankful for is that this decision isn't final. You know, we do have kind of a say and we have, they've asked us to help rewrite the curriculum as alums. I mean, that's huge, right? We're not employed by them, but they're asking for our input on how can we do this better and potentially more efficiently so that our students are served and so that we're not, you know, pouring a whole bunch of money into this school that's really not going to survive. Like, I think that, I mean, I'm very encouraged by that, by the president's video that she wrote or sent to us that she made for us. Um, A lot of people were not as encouraged, but I'm just, I'm trying to hold on to hope there. Yeah. I don't know about you. Personally, personally, her video made me a little bit angry and this can definitely be up for debate. Um, She did get some facts wrong. (laughs) She got some facts wrong. And the way that she was talking was a little bit condescending and way, way too vague. In my opinion, she didn't really say anything of substance whatsoever. And so I would have rather her not put a video out than put something out that was so vague. And she didn't even want to use the word school of music. I think she said it like a handful of times and then was vague about any other discussion of music. And so I don't know, personally, I had a problem with that, but I am still hopeful. I'm, I'm very hopeful about everyone coming together and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially with the director of the school of music coming yes. up with a proposal that's really promising and uplifting he's but- brand new by the way so we had while we were there we had a different head of school of music and that's when things kind of had started to go a little bit downhill you know and things ebb and flow so like whatever but this new head that they just got this year you know, and transitioned him in really well. And he had so many plans already to kind of implement, implement some changes and really refocus some of those issues. So what we are going to be able to do by rewriting the curriculum and having some say in what goes on, hopefully if they listen to us, you know, combined with what he's already kind of put in place and what I know that the faculty are working on to um, rebut this whole like this whole debate, right? I'm very encouraged by um, um, by all of that are coming together, his plans, how that's all going to work together, and how we're a united front, honestly. Definitely, yeah, it's all very promising, and I think between everyone coming together, some sort of change will happen. 
And I hope that in the end, it's the board of trustees that has the final say. And so I hope that they will take into consideration everyone's input and opinion um, and not just do what's best only for the budget or for the money. And I hope that they can look at this new school of business that they propose and all the other new things that they've proposed and maybe take some money from that and invest in the school of music. Right. One thing that I was talking with, um, actually my mom about, (laughs) um, we were talking about the fact that, you know, ISU, Illinois State University is right across the street from Illinois Wesleyan. And, um, one of the things in the proposal was to really invest in the school of business at, or is it a school of business or were they going to make it a school of business? They're going to create a school of business, I believe. Right. But ISU just down the street already has a wonderful business program, you know? So my mom was like, why are we trying to compete with that? Granted, they do also have a music program and an opera program and all of those things too. But like we said, it's a very different feel from like some of the public universities to the private universities of like how that all works out. So there's a little bit of an experience factor there as well, which I'm not sure is necessarily the same thing. I could could be wrong. I'm not a business person um, between schools of business, you know? Right, right. But I, I don't know. I think a lot of athletes come for business. Mm -hmm. That's been a lot of my athlete friends were also studying business and I'm curious to get their input. I don't want to put words into anyone's mouth. Of course. Um, It would be really interesting to get their input on what they think of this and, you know, what a school of business would change for the business program as it stands right now. I have no idea, but if they're willing to pour so much money into that, they should be willing to invest in some positive changes in the school of music and the school of art. Especially since it's been around for so long, over 150 years now. Right. It has this legacy. It obviously has this very strong following of alums. And yeah, it's just very interesting where this um, committee put their priorities. But It'll be very telling to see what ends up happening. And I think all we can do is for right now, I mean, personally, is to follow this Facebook page, be involved, keep updated with anything that comes out and to be part of these subcommittees if you want to to put out an application for that and to send a letter, make your voice heard and send a letter to the president, the provost and there's a whole list of emails that you can send. Um, You know, this is for alums and for, um, you know, friends of the school of music, people that have been impacted, like send your letters. Right. But let's talk about like the prospective students who were maybe thinking about coming to Illinois Wesleyan to be a music major. I think their voices should be heard as well. Like I, I don't know, maybe they should, if they, if they were like, I really think Wesleyan's a place for me, but now maybe they're thinking, do I go there and trust this system that it's going to potentially be cut, right? We don't want that. And I don't know if I'm going to go to Wesleyan anymore because they're not going to be able to offer me what I wanted or what I need. And here's the thing. If if that's you, 
please be encouraged that we are doing everything that we can. And you have a strong um, base of alums to support you and your experience at Wesleyan if you decide to come here or there. I should say I'm not there. But, um, you know, also make your voice heard too. If you were planning on going to Wesleyan, if you're listening to this and you were planning to go there for music, you should also write a letter. You know, make sure that you explain why you chose Wesleyan, what's important to you. Because we do have to evolve and adapt, but we should be able to offer like the basis, you know, of instruction for music, I think. Definitely. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I also want to say, I'm going to post this on my personal Facebook page. It'll be listed on the Instagram page everywhere like normal. But if you feel inclined, if you maybe are not an alum, but you have attended a concert, let's say you went to a collegiate choir concert or an orchestra concert and you were really moved by the music or you had a really positive experience visiting Illinois Wesleyan, anything at all, even if you maybe considered it for yourself and chose somewhere else, but you still loved the program and what it stood for, you know, reach out to me or Megan, let us know, because it's been really uplifting to read everyone's experiences in the community page on Facebook. But we also realize that there may be other people out there who have had positive experiences that are not alums. And so we want to hear those too. We want to hear everyone's experiences because it's been really um, positive in this time that has been really negative. Mm -hmm. What's that quote, Emily? That's like, you know, if you're sick, if you have a wound or you're hurt or you broke a bone or something, you go to the hospital to get healed. But if your soul is hurt, if you are, you know, struggling with mental health, if you are, um, I don't know, if you're just needing some, like you said, uplifting kind of force, that's why you go to the arts, right? Whether that's a concert or an art show for visual arts or a musical, something like that. Like that is what we are here for. And so I hope that um, going forward, people can recognize that in themselves of like, this is what I might need right now. This is what will move me. Exactly. And going off of that, I wanted to just share a couple positive memories that we both had um, in the School of Music at Wesleyan. And this is, you know, the arts in general have such a positive impact. But at Illinois Wesleyan, I have so many, I, I have to narrow it down. And these, oh mostly, <laughs> these mostly involve both of us. And they're not like crazy stories or anything like that. But I was president of Delta Omicron for two years, and I was in it for... A music fraternity for majors and minors of music, by the way. Yes, and another thing, if the School of Music closed, there could be no more Delta Omicron at Illinois Wesleyan. It literally could not exist anymore. So that is also really not great because... Delta Omicron is a smaller music fraternity nationally. It has a lot of members. It does. I've been to several of the conferences and I love it. And I want to spread the word for Delta Omicron, very positive organization, but I would hate to see it go because of the school of music closing. So let's hope that does not happen. Um, but I have very positive memories. We used to do a jazz night at, 
Illinois Wesleyan through Delta Omicron and we would have swing dancing and we would have live music and it was just so much fun. Yes, I was also in DO. Um, um, but it's also great to see like pictures from jazz nights that have just recently happened, you know, um, from the last couple of years and seeing that tradition that we helped like revamp while we were there and seeing that continue um, has been really, really cool as an alum too. So. Yeah, I think the word tradition really is important in the School of Music too. Um, mm -hmm. I You just totally like spurred that in my brain because there's such a like legacy tradition all of those words just totally exemplify everything that the school of music is and the fact mm -hmm. that we started jazz night or when i was i think when i was a freshman it had been happening kind of on and off not super regularly mm -hmm. and then it's happened every single year i'm pretty sure since i kind of revamped yep. it and the legacy of that is so amazing to see and just watching the chapter grow and develop, like even just through social media is so exciting. So love Delta Omicron. Don't want to see that get affected in any way. Another really positive memory, and it's like 500 memories, not just one, but is Collegiate Choir. Mm -hmm. Another mm -hmm. group that Megan was also a part of with me. And I, I was in Collegiate Choir for three years. and. I honestly, I go back and listen to the recordings from that time whenever I'm having a hard time or whenever I just want like to listen to some good music. It's the best thing I could have ever been part of. Absolutely. I'm going to second that because, wow, we went to New York. We went to Colorado. We went to France. And that's just some of the tours that we were able to take with that group. And it's just there's something that brings us all together. There's something so incredibly special about Collegiate Choir at Illinois Wesleyan. Um, and it's all thanks to the professors, you know, specifically for us, right, Dr. Ferguson, and the way that he's kind of um, fostered our group to, um, to work with the council. I served on the council for a year um, and how it's just meant to include everybody and make sure everyone knows that they have a spot and a space in the choir, but it goes all the way back to before him even. I mean, these traditions last generations. Um, for me, one of the most special things about it was that my high school choir teacher was in it before I was, you know, when she went to Wesleyan. And we also actually happened to, you know, stay in the same, literal same room in the same building for both of our freshman years, but that's a different story for another time. Anyway, so it's just really special um, to like continue that, you know, to know that you're part of something that has been going on for so long. Um, Again, that legacy. And, right. Yeah. The legacy of it. Absolutely. One of my favorite memories um, in the School of Music was Presser Christmas. Do you remember Presser Christmas? Yeah. There was one day, and this has not nothing to do with music because we all got together to make music too. But it was just a time when we could all gather in the building and you really saw the familial aspects of how we like behave together, right? All of the professors provided like homemade food. It was basically a potluck. Um, and I specifically remember Mrs. Ferguson's sauerkraut soup was like my favorite thing ever. Just going to give her a little shout out there. Um, 
you know, there was food, there were, there was, um, caroling, like literally just in the building. Um, our head of school of music would always sit down and read us a Christmas story. Um, you know, just those kinds of things. You just, you just don't find that anywhere else. No, no. And another word that came to mind when you were telling that story is community. And I cannot stress enough how much presser our music hall at Wesleyan is a community. And Mm -hmm. in the letter that I sent to the president and to the provost, I talked about how the school of music was a second home to me. And I have not found somewhere where I feel that way since then. I mean, I've, I've come in contact with a lot of people and I've been a part of many groups, but the community in the school of music at Illinois Wesleyan is really like none other that I have experienced. None other at all. I mean, coming now to UNT and seeing the largest school of music in the country, right? I can hardly interact with anyone who's not in specifically my area you know, voice, my studio, opera, those things. At Wesleyan, I regularly rub shoulders with like members of the orchestra, members of different studios, different kinds of studios, like everyone from freshman to senior. Um, So, I mean, that was really special and different for me coming here and not having that was like, whoa, (laughs) you know, okay, I can't know everybody. I can't be everyone's like friend, basically. yeah. And going off of community too, sorry, it's a long story. Um, Presser Hall, the community there really reaches the entire university. Um, as a former member of the most dangerous band in the land, um, Titan Band here, <laughs> um, you know, we were at every single home football game and home basketball game that we could possibly be at. And we even went on the road whenever the basketball teams made the final four, you know, we got to go and travel with them and be there to support them. And what really just blows my mind is that anyone could think that reducing the school of music to a department and deleting all of the majors that are there, you know, not everyone was involved in Titan band, but a lot of majors were, and a lot of non-majors were too. But the quality that we could bring to even a sports arena, you know, not just like our concert halls and our recital halls, but a sports arena or football stadium, you know, whatever, it, the quality was incredible. And the, the kind of music that we got to perform there and the student leadership and fearless leadership from Ed, shout out to Ed, who is somebody that I might not have gotten to be close with as he's a tuba professor and I'm a soprano, you know, that doesn't really go together. But we also got to sing, or not sing, play for, um, you know, the All In For Wesleyan fundraisers. Like the Titan Band, especially, reaches the entire school, the entire university. So to think that they would want to cut some of those majors, they're not going to have that same tradition, that same community feel in those events too. I don't think they realize that this is actually more far reaching than, you know, than they think. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's going to have a trickle down effect mm-hmm. for everyone. And, and I, I wrote that in my letter too, because I yep. think they have, they have put the school of music into a box, but it's mm-hmm. not, it's not, it's, it's so <laughs> far reaching. Like you said, 
um, that every New York, France, Colorado. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, far reaching in every sense. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think quality, the fact that you brought up quality, another word. So we've got quality, community, legacy, all of these words mm-hmm. like perfect tradition perfectly encompass the school of music and mm-hmm. i'm just hoping that this podcast can just raise some awareness about that and especially for people who who don't know much about the university and how special the school of music is i hope that this can just shed some insight on that um mm-hmm. the last thing i want to do with the time we have left is just tell a little bit about what you can do um, as listeners of the podcast. And like we've been saying throughout this whole time, we are not experts. We are just recent alums who have decided to throw this together. And we're just very passionate about the School of Music, but we don't have any inside information. We follow the Facebook page and that's where we get our information from. And then any sort of university emails that we receive, but we don't actually have any say in any of this. And so again, I'm just trying to raise awareness, but what you can do if you're an alum, if you have an experience worth sharing, which many, many of us do, please email the president and the provost and find the emails of other faculty members from this committee that maybe can be swayed on their opinion of the arts. And I think we've been trying to keep this very positive, but I think it's important to realize that the board of trustees is very financially motivated and that if we as alums threaten to not contribute financially, I think that may actually have more of an impact than merely sharing our experience. I think that we should share our experience, but I think we should also let them know that if they plan to delete the School of Music, as they have stated, then personally, I will not be contributing financially any longer. I will not either. And I know that that's already been discussed on our Facebook page. And there are almost a thousand people, if not over a thousand people, who would say the same. And many of those are very large donors. Many of those Mm -hmm. um, have scholarships in their name. And many of those people Mm -hmm. have money that is set aside in their will. And they Mm -hmm. have threatened to cut that as well. So I think the Board of Trustees needs to listen to that because that is huge. Their actions will definitely have consequences. And, you know, one of those consequences is that some of this financial help that doesn't necessarily always add to the School of Music budget, but the whole university's budget could be completely, completely wiped out. Right. So whether you're implicated or not, you know, please take this into consideration. And if you have ideas about steps that can be taken or any sort of insight at all, please spread the word, raise support, um, reach out to me, reach out to Megan. We're Mm -hmm. both open ears here and we urge you to share your insights on the facebook community if you're an alum and also on my private facebook like i said i will be sharing this podcast on there and i want to hear from you i want to hear if you went to a wesleyan concert and you were brought to tears by the music i want to know that because that just means that 
Yeah. I mean, we all have. <laughs> and, uh-huh. and I think that um, it's just more of a testament to how important the school of music is. So reach out to us. We want to keep it positive. We don't want to bring it down, but we also want to keep the school of music alive. That's the goal. And the reality is that it's a very negative proposal that they have put out to the world. And so we're going to keep it as positive as we can. And hopefully the outcome will be a positive one as well. Absolutely. Go IWU. Yeah, go IWU. We're wearing our Wesleyan shirts and Titan band shirt here. Uh, Megan's got, you can't see it through the podcast, but we are Wesleyan's biggest supporters. So thank you for taking the time to listen. We'll be back to our normal podcast, um, our normal on the brink material next week. Megan will be joining again, and we're going to be sharing more of our experiences in a lighter sense and more of our general Wesleyan experience, not just in the School of Music. So I promise it'll be much lighter and much more fun. (laughs) So thank you again for listening, and we'll see you all next week.